You're listening to Podcast with Yoshi Obayashi. Okay, welcome to the new episode of Yoshideran. I'm in Stockholm, and um, this particular episode is sponsored by Brandon Iron, Adult Superstar, and check out Brandon Iron's website, brandoniron.com. And like I said, I'm in Stockholm, and I'm here. Andres, I'm sorry. I could never say your last name. My last name? Yeah. Uh, my name is Andreas Verling. It's W. See, because whenever Americans see W, they think it's... Uh, like I know, I know it's like German too. Yeah. Like uh, W is some more like a V, right? Yeah. Like Richard Wagner. Yeah. Okay, whatnot. Okay, so and how would you pronounce V then in in like W? Double uh, V. Ah. Or a V. It depends on what in what you know context it is in. Yeah. But uh, it's usually V. You know, pretty much the same thing as American. It's just like if we say the letter, mm-hmm. it's, you know, W. Um, thanks for doing it. And you work for one of the major, um, I wouldn't say they're heavy metal band, right? They're hard rock. Well, in flames. I mean, exactly. I work, uh, you know, management for, um, I would say one of the most, you know, well-known, uh, heavy metal, hard rock, death metal was also a term they okay. used back in the days, a band. And in, the band's name is in flames. And um, yeah, they're a big band. And and how I know that um, you do a lot of important work for them, and you're traveling. I mean, how many times? How many times do you fly in USA for them? Um, it differs. I mean, my my job is basically just you know the management side of the job is just traveling around a lot. And um, so you travel with them when they're performing. Not 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 that often. I'm not a touring. Uh, staff, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So uh, usually, when I fly over to the U.S., which is a few times a year, it's just meetings and sometimes it's uh, checking out some show or um, like when I met you. You know, when we hung out at Comic Con. Sure. When we did the uh, we did a comic book for the band called uh, The Jester's Curse, and uh, you know that's the kind of stuff I do. Just represent the band and try to make new businesses for them and whatnot. Yeah, you negotiate, you do yeah. marketing, yeah. and uh, you obviously do, obviously, when I met you first time, you, you were doing a lot of website stuff and customizing um, iPhone, what is it, apps and things apps like and that. Shit, yeah. yeah, I met, met you through Jason Rouse, and yeah. yeah, it's been like, what, four or five years? Four or five years, yeah. And basically, that that's the way I started, you know, because, um, I mean... And you live in Karlstad. Yeah, which is like center of Sweden, right? Yeah, it, it is. It's like uh, you know, by train, it's uh, three hours from Stockholm, and um, I would say like a bit off center, but yeah, the yeah. middle of Sweden, pretty much. It, it you know what? It kind of reminds me of Karlstad. It reminds me of Minneapolis, which is the <laughs> biggest town in uh, Minnesota. But yeah, Minneapolis is famous for all the Scandinavians living there too. But yeah, yeah it's really nice. I mean, there's not a bad places at all in Sweden. I've, I've been to a couple of your so-called ghettos, which mm-hmm. it makes me laugh because this is what you consider dirty and dangerous. <laughs> you, you know, you've been to states. It's just yeah, so yeah. ridiculous. Um, you see a bunch of these nice black kids that speak three or four languages and going to school and have full-time job, and yeah. they all act like hard American. 
street thugs. thugs. Street thugs and like knock it off, you know. I but mean, yeah. I mean, the reason for it is, I mean, yeah, we, Sweden is a we're a very uh, it's a very rich country, as in you know we have we pay a lot of taxes, of course, but yeah. the taxes you know goes to something good. Um, so our social system is really you know in a sense great because we we take care of our people and um it seems like if if you really try hard even if you're like a a below average person Mm -hmm. but if you really try hard and you're honest the system will take care of you yeah there's no question about it no no no, that's true and and also i mean uh we uh i would say that you know sweden is the country that gives everybody a chance yes i mean of course we you know no one's perfect and we have our outcast in society as well sure um but in general as you say you know if if somebody wants a chance they get a chance and you know we have we provide people with you know education and uh you, you don't have to pay you know out of your ass to go to school in sweden right um it's, it's just provided pretty much and you know as american i have such a mixed feelings because on one hand we hate paying taxes yeah but what you guys do for people it's great and it, it's it's kind of rough living in LA because you've been to LA. There's a lot of homeless people. Oh yeah, and it's just like, if you do meet homeless people and you do in Stockholm, some, but it it just seemed like I guess they made a decision not to get help or something because if you really want to get help, there there's places that give you help here, right? Yeah, of course. And I mean that's the thing. I mean you know, as there's I said, no help in states. No, yeah, I mean very little yeah. compared to you guys. Yeah, I mean what we have is like you know as I said, we have people who, um, you know, we have the people who. Uh, are at the bottom, mm-hmm. so to speak, and there's help to you know. As I said, the system is good, but every system has its flaws, of course. But as you said, I mean, some the ones you see on the street or are the ones who might not be, you know, they couldn't be mentally, you know, have some mental disease, sure. or they don't they don't want help. You know, they're so far, uh, you know, down that they don't want to, they can't bring themselves up. Yeah, but course there's you know programs and there's you know yeah. all kinds of help they can get and uh yeah. and and i think this is the important part because you know i i think what little i remember of you the few times we were hanging out mm-hmm. you work really hard you know you touch yourself computer skills mm-hmm. and you were doing all this app and stuff and eventually and i don't know how you made a transition from doing app like comedians to literally like rock stars you know that's 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 like if there's such a thing as swedish dream mm-hmm. american dream whatever you you did that and it, it was fun to see you because the you know the, i think the first one of the first time i saw in states you you know i don't want to mention their names but a couple of people invited you and they literally did doing shit for you and yeah. I, I was shocked when i found out like the whole time you were taking bus to places and like i think a day before you left you know we kind of drove around yeah, and yeah. look at la and like uh, I love doing stuff like that because when I'm visiting another place, mm-hmm. I, I wanted somebody else to do that for me too. And yeah. to think from that day, you know, a couple years later, <laughs> yeah, you're you're flying all over the world working for these guys. So this is great fucking news, man. Yeah, uh, I'm really happy for you. Yeah, I mean the, the thing is, it, it um, I don't know my st- and you look like 14. That's the funny thing. Exactly. You know? <laughs> no, but the thing is, my story is quite interesting because I. Um, I mean, ever, ever since like, I was my teenage years, I uh, 
I've been wanting to work within the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. and I always like music and. Uh, and you grew up in Karlstad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, that's that's. Let's be honest. That's not a really entertainment center. Of no, Sweden. not really. But the thing is, I went to you know I went to music college um, or the Swedish uh, version of college. Mm-hmm. Um, and then afterwards, when I was done, I was like, you know, of course, like everybody else, I wanted to be a musician or sure. a rock star or whatever call it you want to call it. But after college, I just found myself like, shit, I need a. I need a job as well, right. you know, because no one gets the millions or become a rock star overnight and whatever. So I was like, okay, forget about that and uh, want to make a some sort of career for myself. So then I moved to um, to Oslo and I lived that for, there for a year, I think, just uh, doing. And for those of you, if you've never been to Scandinavia, yeah. even though Norway used to be part of Sweden, because yeah. Sweden was an empire. Mm-hmm. And, and Norway was a poor country relative to Sweden. They found oil, what is it, 40, <laughs> yeah. 30, 40 years ago or something yeah. like that? So now Norway is a really rich country that um, many young Swedes would kind of go during summertime, whatever, to yeah. work. Because you make so much more money there and you just kind of come back to Sweden, right? Well, we did. I mean, the thing is, like, when I went, when I uh, moved there, it was just, um, exactly that thing. I mean, Swedish uh, krona is less worth than the Norwegian krona. Yeah. So, and also, I mean, Norway's really near where I live. It's like only three hours from Oslo. So, you because know. you're almost like a midpoint between yeah. Stockholm and Norway, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and uh, Oslo. But uh, yeah, so I moved there just try to you know earn some money and uh, figure out what I wanted to do. Yeah. And then when I came back, I think I stayed in Norway for like a year. I began working. I you know got got interested in marketing and especially um, digital marketing like social media. And yeah app development and uh, website development and whatnot. So I started to do, you know, all kinds of stuff. Uh, had a, took a course in that and whatnot. Um, and then I just, for some reason, I met a Swedish rapper, uh, quite famous in Sweden. Uh, and I just asked him, like, oh, can I do an What's app? his name? Petter. Petter okay. Um, oh, I think he showed me his website that you made. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember that. As well. So, yeah. yeah, basically I met him and... This is kind of around where I formed my first company, my own company on the side, so to speak. So I went to the office and you had a guy working there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember. So uh, we we did that, you know, and that was kind of like the the thing that, you know, I could mix my interest in music yeah. with marketing and whatnot. So um, with that, after we did that app and that project, I started to do a lot of other uh, stuff related to entertainment it was not only music we did some you know kids books app yeah. and websites and whatnot and um yeah then then a friend of mine actually knew he knew the guitar player in in flames and uh he just i mean they were i think they were having a show in my hometown mm-hmm. and he said well you guys should really meet you know and discuss because you know i think you uh you know they they need help with their website and whatnot. So we met anyway. Uh, met within flames, and then I started working for them. Just just, just like that. Yeah, just the website. It was just you know my company was pretty much so called hired to do the website and then apps. Yeah, apps, and then it did you know it escalated a bit, and we took on the fan club, and I think just I don't really know how it worked out, but you know naturally it evolved into me getting more and more into the organization so to speak and uh well i remember i remember you told me you're working for them I'm like oh that's cool you have another client they're yeah, big, big exactly. band I, yeah. I even you know I'm, I'm terrible with music so i sure i, I google them it's they're huge 
and I thought you were just doing website and app. The next thing you know, it you were consulting with like business plans and marketing. Yeah. yeah. Then a little bit later, so like, oh, I'm going to coming to LA and Vegas for them. They're, yeah. Yeah. So like, I realized, oh, holy shit! I mean, Andreas probably hit something here you know yeah i mean what as i said i mean what happened was that we worked very closely and you know i um worked extremely hard of course to to do a good job and yeah it just got more and more intense and then um i think somewhere down the line we just said like you know what these those guys said you know you want to work for us full time or something like that yeah so um by then i my first job for Inflames, you know, as working for Inflames was actually brand manager. So what I did was I um, reinvented their entire social media. I took them from, I think they had like 700,000, something like that, plus minus likes. Mm -hmm. And I took them to over uh, 1.1 million likes and, you know, expanded their fan base in a year and a half or something. Yeah. So it, it went really well, and uh, which is a lot if you think about it. it. When you have nine million people, yeah, yeah, you know, in Sweden, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. And the thing is, well, you know, that went well, and then again, you know, doing the brand management part. Of course, I took on a you know sponsors and whatnot, yeah. and then it turned into what eventually became a management role. So, um, you know, dealing with record labels. Um, setting up you know merchandise yeah whatever um forming plans i mean i still work you know even if i do that uh, the corporate stuff so to speak yeah. day to day business i also still handles handle pretty much 90 percent of their online stuff as well so how long have you been working for them a couple of years at least by now right Ooh, yeah a couple of years could be three three you know, i have to be because something this coming summer, we've been two year anniversary of you going to San Diego Comic Con sure, for yeah. their comic book. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so that, that was also, that's what, just a quick story about the comic book was quite kind of funny because that was when I was, did the uh, the brand management thing. So it was yeah. the first uh, gig I did for them. And the idea of the comic book was ba it was quite funny because we did this, the band did a signing in Los Angeles. Uh, at some, I can't remember. There's some record store on Sunset. I can't remember the name. And God damn it, every time you guys were in LA, I yeah. was out of town. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so we uh, we went to that signing, and at this signing, this guy comes up. You know, we have all these fans standing in line. This guy comes up, and he has a huge fucking, I don't know, like a big poster, but made you know oh i think i met this guy yeah yeah his name is blake so i mean he turned he, he had turned the band into some sort of comic book characters and i was like shit man you know this is really cool mm -hmm. and he was a huge inflames fan so i was like you know what here take my card and uh you know let's work something out maybe we can you know come up with an idea later on yeah so uh, then when i got back to sweden i just you know i had his numbers well, so i gave him a call and said like look man i I just have this idea. I mean, Inflames has like I think we have eleven studio albums or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, well, how old is the band? Like, how long? Is they were formed in nineteen ninety, so holy twenty five oh. years. This oh, year. I didn't know they were there. Yeah, but anyway, so uh, yeah. we, uh, yeah, I just told them like I had this idea. Like, we, they've done so many albums with this. You know, the artwork has always been really uh, artistic and mm -hmm. you know have a lot of characters in it and. I know a lot of their fans like, you know, they like uh, video games and whatnot. So, sure. so I just had the idea, why not make uh, a comic book out of, you know, based on 
the album covers and mm. the lyrics for for <laughs> their songs. And of course, Blake, you know, he loved the idea, so we just started to work on it. And so, so you go to the do you do you go to the to their manager or do you go to the whole band and you how do, how does that work? No, know? no, no. This was where I went. I was already in the organization, so to speak. I, oh, so you I, made a decision that this yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. I pitched the idea to the band just because I, as I said, I were. Uh, my role was uh, brand management, so and they liked it, obviously. Oh yeah, they loved. It. I mean, the band is everyone in the band is like huge fans of comic books and video games okay. and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, you know, Peter, for instance, the bass player, he's a huge Star Wars fan, and Anders as well, and Bjorn is a video game geek. So I mean, basically, yeah. basically, uh, it, of course, they liked the idea, <clears throat> and then we started with just you know, you know, working this comic book. And we got in contact with Kevin Eastman, you know, the creator of um, Ninja Turtles, you know, the guy who actually came up with Ninja Turtles. Oh, and, really? Yeah, because he had this, um, I don't know how, I think I scouted, you know, searched for a publisher in, in the U.S. And we just came across Heavy Metal, you know, the magazine Heavy Metal. Yeah. Big in the 80s. And they were still active. And I just pitched to him, like, the idea, you know, Heavy metal band making a comic book, you know, about their music and their albums and whatnot. And did they respond to you right away? Oh or? yeah, they did, and they really loved the idea. So, well, we got into it, and uh, I don't know. They were supposed to release the comic book. But yeah. Later on, it didn't happen, so we ended up releasing it ourselves through then Blake's company, which is Space Boy Comics. But anyway, so uh, going back to Comic Con thing, what took us to Comic Con was that. This was, you know, we wanted to promote the comic book. Yeah. And so, basically, Kevin Eastman and the guy say, why don't you come to Comic-Con and promote it in our booth? And, you know, we were like, what? Comic-Con? I mean, yeah. talk, and th I mean, this was, what, nine months yeah. into the uh, development of the comic book? So, <laughs> basically, we just like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. it, it it's, so. it's so, it's weird, like... You know, because I'm not into music, and yeah. somehow our path kind of crossed, and how it's, it was so convenient. Because oh yeah, I just happened to be going to San Diego Comic Con yeah. too, and you're you're always coming sure. to LA. So, um, but it, it made me laugh because you were working really hard, and every night you'd be exhausted, mm -hmm. but you would get up early. Remember that last day you went down there for uh, uh, Sons of Anarchy? Yeah, yeah. And you were in the line like what four or five in the morning? Yeah, I'm a huge Sons of Anarchy <laughs> fan. So I, I was, uh, yeah, Jesus Christ. I think they had wasn't that where they had the you needed to have like a ticket or something. You need to have a pass, but so many people stay up all night yeah, trying to get in. That was so bizarre. I mean, yeah. So I, yeah, that's why. But I, you got in? Yeah, like four in the morning. Yeah. Okay. But I, I of course I didn't get the I get I I met the cast yeah. of Sons of Anarchy anyway, but I didn't get the the regular ticket so to speak. But mm -hmm. I met them. Which was great, um, yeah. Well, that was crazy. Comic Con is, is such a it's a trip. I mean, as a Swede, you know, we've of course you I, don't see anything that big of anything, right? No, 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 no. And the, the the thing is, like you know, Swedish conventions for that, I I never been, I haven't been to that many, but I can't imagine they've been anywhere near Comic Con. And it was so surreal being there and having people walking down the street, you know, middle of the day dressed as yeah. Only in America you could have stuff yeah, like that. Dressed man. as Wolverine and. <clears throat> so bizarre seeing like old you know middle-aged men dressed up like fucking pokemon so it's just crazy it, it's 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 funny because on one hand i love that stuff but i you know you have a daughter yeah. i was worried like young girls dress up in such a provo provocative ways yeah. and every once in a while you hear like a weird story where 
you know, some girl, some girl got touched or something. But here's the thing: like they were saying, like, "Oh my god!" Terrible. Yeah. Uh, they were saying, like, "Oh my god!" The guy in a Batman outfit touched me. Which one? There's like hundreds of guys, in, you know, Batman outfit running around San Diego Comic Con. But yeah. uh, it's uh, terrible. I mean, and, and the thing is, you know, on the so to speak, the, the funny, the, the more interesting stuff that I heard on that particular Comic Con was that I think Hugh Jackman he dressed up in his Wolverine outfit and he walked around town in San Diego amongst fans and someone apparently came up to him and said like that dude that's a shitty fucking Wolverine outfit <laughs> <laughs> and it was and it was Hugh Jackman so I mean it's got to be the perfect spot for uh, celebrities to camouflage themselves amongst you know the fans for sure and and uh, uh, am I saying her name right Maise Williams I, she's she's she is the girl from the Game of Thrones mm -hmm. and she did it last year where she you know obviously she covered her face but sure. she said that's one of the few times she could walk around be herself without not being recognized you know and uh, yeah I think Jack Black I saw Jack Black at the Comic Con we were as well and I think he just walked around in a stupid I don't know Yoda mask or yeah and uh so, so th yeah. this is great because you know you're in an entertainment business, mm -hmm. and I still have to say I still think L.A. is the entertainment capital of the world. It is, you know. I, I, I don't know, maybe New York City is big with music or something, but I, I think L.A. You know, when you have Vegas, L.A. and San Diego, which mm -hmm. is what I call golden triangle of uh, entertainment, you know. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad, man, because it's it's uh, you've gone pretty fucking far in just four years, dude. Yeah, I mean. It, it's been a been a trip and uh i mean this band is you know it's a very successful band and i'm fortunate enough to be working with them of course yeah. and the only thing is i mean i think to maintain or to do the thing thing i do and to maintain so to speak to be in the keep on being in the industry you have to you know even if of course it's an awesome job to have you also have to be humble yeah, and you know, it work really hard. Yeah, and appreciate you know where you are because, I mean, I met, I talk to fans of the band, you know, pretty much every day, pretty much, or at yeah. least I see you know comments or whatnot, and it's like I know how it is to be one of them, you know. Yeah. So, but at the, so that's why I you know and the band are pretty much the same way. You know, they were very humble and they understand how it is to be a fan. Sure. Um, but also, you know, it's like, I wouldn't say I'm the living proof, you know, but I would say that me coming, because I I had no experience, so to speak, before, you know, working in, in the music industry, right. besides my company and marketing and whatnot. Uh, but, um, you know, anyone could pretty much make it or do what I do. It's just about... Putting your time, right? Yeah, putting time to, you know, listen to people that already have the experience. Yeah. You know, if you have a possibility to do internship or, you know, whatever, just take it because, you know, you never know what's going to lead to the big next big thing. I mean, I started out working, you know, doing just the website. Yeah. And, and then later on, I became management for this band. So, you know, like I keep saying, like my my dear friend, Stan Chen, he mm -hmm. is a comedian and pilot for FedEx. Yeah. And his son is this really smart kid um, studying audio engineer and he has his own band and everything. And I think he's going to Jacob School of Music, which is like top five in the USA mm -hmm. at uh, 
uh, apologize, either University of Indiana or Indiana University or something down in uh, Indiana. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really appreciate your help because, you know, you're kind enough to offer if he wanted to do internship in Gothenburg or something like yeah, that. Yeah, whatever we can figure out, you know, yeah. because, I mean, uh, even if the, you know, that that's the thing. I mean, and we do that um, on a regular basis. I mean, I've had, as I said, the story with Blake, for instance. Yeah. Um, what you guys I, still do business with him? Yeah, um, that was a, what, what I was about to say because, as I said, I met this guy. It's all, as I said, it all started with him showing up to a signing. Yeah, and we did the comic book, and that went well. We we will release a part two, by yeah. the way. Uh, we just re- we released the first one. We're going to release the second one very soon. And the thing is, he then we kept in touch, of course, and still working. And he actually ended up doing the artwork for the new album for the band. Oh, see, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he really. I mean, he. I talked to him. We, we you know, last time I was in LA, I think uh, two weeks ago, we met up and we just dis- said like, this is, you know, he said this is crazy. I mean, a few years ago, I was sitting in my room, you know, ro- rock, rocking out to In Flames, that had been a favorite band of mine, and now. I've done artwork for this band that I'd seen worldwide yeah. on T-shirts, you know, on TV, whatnot. So he's a, but the, the thing is, he's also uh, kind of like the same person. He's extremely humble, yeah, very nice guy. He works really hard, and it's just you know, it's it's it, it just proves that work hard and and you know, it it, it gets you places. Yeah. So. Um, and Blake is we're still very much doing gonna do more art with him. Um and his business now is doing great. I mean he used to work in before he But he's he's American too, right? He's not he's American, uh, yeah. Uh, he's from uh Metropolis, I think, but uh-huh. now he lives in LA. But uh he used to work in T V before as an editor, um, like a supervising editor for reality shows like Fear Factor and whatnot. Okay. Uh but then he uh w- when this art thing kicked off with the comic book and and you know, doing the cover for In Flames as this new album, Siren Charms and whatnot. I yeah. mean, he, his business has escalated, and now he's like a really busy full-time artist. You know, and he do, he really his job is what he loves. Yeah. You know? He uh, so so it, you know it turned out great for him. Now you know, whenever people try to get into whatever business they're in, like movie or acting or uh, you know kinds of stuff, mm-hmm. everyone always say the rock star lifestyles, right? Yeah. But you're uh, you literally are working with rock stars, right? Sure. So, uh, what's it like? Um, because I don't have the experience. I mean, the closest I ever was, I was trying with Russell Peters. That is the closest thing to you know rock star. Yeah, but he, he is a rock star. Yeah, he in the really comedy is. business. Yeah. Yeah. So, what was it like? Like, like you were saying, like when you went to Japan with them. Did you go to Japan with them? Yeah, I've been there twice. Okay. Yeah. What's that like going to Japan with a band? Well, one. You are a little geeky, so you love Japan stuff already. Of course, yeah. But now you're going with the first class with a band, so sure. What was it like? I mean, Japan is it, it's very different. But uh, I mean, I remember the first time we were in Japan when I was with them. You know, um, we were. I think we we arrived at the airport Narita Airport mm-hmm. in like seven in the morning or something. Yeah, and we were met by this fucking you know bunch of Japanese girls and, and guys of course having Swedish flags holding yeah. up that said in flames and they wanted autographs and whatnot and uh, th- so that was like okay that never happens in Scandinavia um, can I ask you something yeah. how did they I, I never understood that how did these people know when they land I don't know and that's the second weird thing in Japan because that same time 
um, when we we then of course jumped into a, like a car that picked us up and then drove to the hotel. We didn't even know what where the hotel was or even what <laughs> hotel it was. Right. But when we arrive at the hotel, there's like a bunch of fans standing there. Already like, there. Yeah, already. And again, this was like really early in the morning, and you know we didn't even know what hotel it was but yeah. they knew uh so they were of course waiting outside wanting autographs and pictures with the guy, with the band and uh but in general i mean japan uh, japanese uh, fans is you know they're great they're extremely respectful yeah. you know so that um, compare i mean of course a lot of fans are respectful but japanese they take it to a whole different level I mean, they bring gifts. They yeah. have their nails, like super exclusive painted, like you know, artwork in yeah. the band or whatnot. Uh, they bring gifts, as I said, you know, and they, they're like, if you compare a um, like an, a Japanese audience, you know, at a rock show, it's like during the songs, they they rock out, they headbang, they do yeah. the mosh pit, they do all that stuff. But then, as soon as the song, you know, ends. They're like just standing there, yeah, like real quiet. And I, you know, the, f- the first time we went there, I went there with the band. They were playing uh, this huge. But they, they went there before. Uh, yeah, yeah, before, before, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the band been around for so many years. I've been multiple times in in Japan. But yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> but during this, then at the end of the song, they were just standing there, and there was like thirty, thirty five thousand people in the audience, they were just dead quiet, you know. And it's because they wanted to hear. Wait, wait. So, uh. They're headlining, right? They're the only band performing that night. No, 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 no. This was like a, uh, a festival. So it was uh, oh, okay. In Flames and Slayer and a bunch of other bands. But but That's the thing, a lot of fucking people. Yeah, but it's so weird because, as I said, I mean, you know, between the songs, you know, the, the lead singer Anders, of course, he talks to the crowd like yeah. "Hello Japan," whatever. Um, but they were so respectful that they really want want to hear what Anders had to say, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but then again, as soon as the first, you know, chord. Hit, you know for the next song they were like dead on right? yeah so and, and that's not you know that's just crazy because um in germany for instance yeah where the band also has a huge following i mean they they usually do a festival called wacken mm-hmm. and wacken has you know it's an outdoor festival really huge very uh well known within the heavy metal industry does it make you nervous when you hear see so many drunk germans not really because this was <laughs> like seriously i think we had like eighty thousand people or seventy five thousand people in the festival uh, but shit. they're not quiet for shit i mean yeah. they scream they shout they throw stuff but they're cool though i yeah. mean they really rock out but as I say, again compared to japan where everybody stands still quiet and being yeah. respectful it's it's a whole whole another it's a completely different world you know, so so um, um that's got to be a good feeling like these guys from young age worked really hard to be a musician mm-hmm. and there are a lot of people who want to make a musician yeah. right and a lot of them don't make it yeah. and here they are they become professional and that's got to be gratifying when you go to another country yeah and i mean as i said this band it's what i really like with with these guys is that you know even though they are considered to be one of the the biggest they're still ex- they're very down to earth um you know they they love their fans yeah they do all kinds of things for the fans they even when they write music it's like of course first and foremost they write music that they want to you know they want to deliver a message to yeah. the fans so to speak but at the same time they always have the fans you know in their in the back of their head yeah um so i mean there's again humble hard-working guys you know those are the guys who make it and um 
I mean, Inflames is an ongoing machine, and I mean, right now, with this new album out, um, they're actually, as we speak right now, when we're in Stockholm, they're actually touring yeah. America right now uh, with All That Remains and Moving More, I think. Um, but I mean, yeah, they're really cool guys, you know. It's great working for them, and I really like that they appreciate, you know, what they do. Because, I mean, to be honest, in this day and age in the music industry with, you know, we have all these online, you know, YouTube and whatnot. And, you know, all uh, there's so much information flowing online, you know. Well, hell, Spotify is made in Sweden, right? Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. But the thing is, like, with, you know, becoming a new, uh, making it today, so to speak. Um, so much competition. It, it is. And it's such a constant fl flow of information that it, it actually, uh, it, I think it's hard, harder today than it was. I mean, it probably wasn't easy back in the day either. But, I mean... With all, I mean, you have right now. You have people who become famous for, you know, posting stupid YouTube videos. Sure. You know what I mean? Like for 15 years ago, you know, you would be famous if you worked <coughs> worked hard, or <coughs> sorry, if you worked hard or you made a good song. You know, the label will pick you up and promote you and whatnot. Right. I mean, I know even today there were big, big, big artists yeah. that struggle with getting a new song out there and breaking through because. Again, the constant flow of information, the, you know, people are, it's, it's a short, um, what's it called? Like memory a short, span? Yeah, it's a short-term memory span. And it's, it's like, you, to make a mark today, you need, you almost need uh, like a scandal, you know, or you need, to, yeah. you need to do like Miley Cyrus did. I mean, I don't know how, just as, as an example for Miley Cyrus, either her PR team is a bunch of geniuses, you know, because she went from being this Disney uh, Hannah Montana character mm -hmm. and then just I what I think uh, or maybe what I <coughs> suspect um, they uh, they just like oh how do we make Miley big oh we turn her into a scandal yeah. you know we change her complete style she does this you know whatever a little edgy yeah yeah not a little but a lot and of course, then she makes a mark and she becomes an overnight, even bigger superstar. And I have to say, I follow her on Instagram. Yeah, they're really funny. She's a, she's a really funny girl. Absolutely, and I think that, but I do think that's well coordinated with her PR team mm -hmm. because I mean, that's why I mean, again, the constant flow of information and you know, ma making your a buzz right now today, you need something more than the, mu the music, you know? Right, and and I think I think they band like in playing need people like you because you, sure you have fans mm -hmm. but how do you also keep them fan yeah you know you know because like you were saying people have short memories then so yeah. you have to kind of work really hard and yeah i mean any flames will never go that far you know becoming you know i don't know make us making a publicity stunt just to get you know attention that's never going to happen because they've been around for too long and you know yeah but again i mean and also but who knows maybe maybe you make a deal where you get their music in the new great tv show or movie or you, you never know you yeah know, i mean yeah. And, and they've done you know stuff like that in the past and not tv per se but they've done a lot of video games yeah uh, for soundtracks and whatnot um so you're you're in a good place now right no, yeah, yeah i mean we're good to play i mean the thing is this new album which is you know it's an amazing album it was recorded in berlin when um, is it released this year it, it was released in september last oh, okay. year okay yeah but it's a great album and it's a really uh you know a broader album than the previous ones yeah um and it, you know it's been going really good and the, the band is super proud i'm super proud of the album as well 
and um and you guys are represented by sony now sony music yeah. yeah so we have a good thing going on and there's more to come so to speak we have a live dvd coming out uh or blu-ray which was filmed in uh in gothenburg last end of last year did a big headline show um and that really shows you know that blu-ray and that dvd is really going to show like this is where in flames are today you know yeah. and, and also gonna because there's as again there's tons of other heavy metals band out there they're really cool and good good ones yeah but in flames always kept their integrity and always managed to grow and i think this particularly this show that you know they're gonna release now really shows the proofs that you know they still are one of the top 10 you know and, and it seems it seems like like germany Denmark, Sweden, and Norway, mm-hmm. they still seem like still loving heavy metal music. Absolutely. Because, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure you you know this better than I do. Seems like last seven to ten years, I mean, hip-hop seemed like just dominating the music market, right? Yeah, hip-hop and house music, I'd say, especially last year, you know, two, three years back. I mean, house music with Avicii and uh, whatnot has been dominating the scene, mm-hmm. especially the so-called popular scene. Yeah. Um but I think, you know, that's been an ongoing thing ever, ever since the you know, 50s. I'd say, you know, that you had rock and roll and you had pop music back then. Sure. And now, you know, and then the 80s came and you have the electronic music and you had the disco and whatnot and all that stuff. So it's just a thing. But for some reason, heavy metal music and rock music has always, um, always stand tall. Sure. You know, even though you get your Miley Cyrus's, you get your Justin Bieber's, you get your Avicii, Swedish House Mafia and all those people, they... They're still there making a mark, and they yeah. have their fan bases. But heavy metal and rock music always stands, you know. Yeah, and and um, I think that's it, it's a genre that would never really die out because you know you, you, we still have, I mean for In Flames for instance they've done been around for as I said this year it's they were formed in nineteen ninety so it's twenty five years this year and they still have fans who adores you know and sure. worships their their the album that was released in. 95 96 you know um just as i like the new album as well so th- that's a genre that will continue on for forever and ever you know um i know you guys perform in japan but any other places in asia they've uh, yeah oh well, yeah i mean they've been to if i'm not mistaken they've been to not recently but china and so they perform in china yeah i think so in malaysia if i'm not I have to check. I'm not really sure, uh, but they did. They have uh, done done uh, a few gigs around. You know, any uh, probably not. But have you have they performed in Middle East? They have. They have. Yeah. They did a festival, I think, in in the Middle East somewhere. Man, that's that's unbelievable to mm-hmm. see a group of band from Scandinavia performing Middle East. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but it, I mean, hot and cold. I mean, this band, you know, Infl- as I said, this, In Flames has fans from. I mean, we get we get fan mail from people from, you know, from Pakistan. From is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pac- Pakistan. We get from Lebanon. Wait, Adil doesn't count. No, of course not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Spain, France, UK. Yeah, Europe. Everywhere. Which I, you know, yeah, yeah I, I know they're killing it over here. But yeah. um, to think Middle East, wow, that's that's amazing. I even got it. Actually, just thinking about it, I even got a fan mail from a fan in, I think Madagascar. Yeah, which was like crazy. Like we even, it's east of South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, I mean, when we have fans all over, and uh, that's do you ever wonder, like, how did they find you guys? You know, it's it's 
Oh, that's amazing. Like, I would never thought. I mean, how, how the fans discovered In Flames? Or? Yeah. I mean, like, in places like Madagascar, it's yeah, such yeah. a weird spot. It, it is. But I think it's it's a lot, you know, of course. I mean, we have record labels who uh, distributes the albums worldwide mm-hmm. and whatnot. And and internet helps a lot. Yeah. And also, I mean, as I said, they've been in video games like Guitar Hero. They've done NFL Madden. Uh, oh, they've used music for Madden, too? Yeah, yeah. And they also... Is that right? Yeah, and I think it what, was it last year or Saints Row Four when yeah. it came out. That was the last thing they did. Dude, Madden's the biggest thing in states, man. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it's good, and I mean, we they even went to just just recently, they were invited to Anderson Bjorn, the lead singer and the guitarist. Of Sorry, the all the Scandinavian names. It's, yeah, it's, it's so like Scandinavian. Yeah. But they were invited by um, Blizzard, the guys who make uh, World of Warcraft and whatnot. I walked there on headquarters recently, Orange County, when I was yeah. uh, doing the show with Russell Peters. They're yeah. in Irvine, yeah. Yeah, they were invited to that by Chris Sagat, the, the lead producer of StarCraft and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, because the Blizzard crew, the guy that programs, when they're apparently huge fans of In Flames. So they would just went, com- went, went there. I completely see those uh, programmers drinking pop middle of night, working <laughs> programming, and listening to In Flames and getting Of course it. Yeah, they yeah. do. But it was so great because, you know, we just, you know, we went there and the, the guys went there and just said hello and checked out the premises and was was great. And uh, they even, uh, just as a funny thing about Blizzard, they had this uh, BlizzCon thing, yeah. you know, huge event. I think it was, was last year, I guess, when they opened up the entire show and they the CEO came out and they played an Inflamed song as like a walkout yeah. song. And every, I mean, I found out, just found out afterwards. I was yeah. like, whoa, you know, they're that big of a fans. And then they presented... You guys got to do something with them. Then, yeah, 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 I hope so. And then the ne- afterwards they presented a new, uh, which was then the new game, Heroes of the Storm. And they had another Inflamed song and it was just... You know, we that's our our fans. We have fans from all 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 around the world and all kinds of places. I mean, so where where where's a couple places that you've been that you were just so happy to go with the band overseas recently or just all time? All time. Uh, that is actually recently, but uh, we went to Australia. We did a they did the band did a tour with Trivium. Uh, oops, sorry about that. Uh, they did a tour with Trivium in Australia, and I have to say, Australia is the number one best country, I'd say. Well, that's it. saying something from a Scandinavian person. Yeah, but, you know, Scandinavia, I mean, right now, we're when we're talking, it's sunny outside, and it's good weather in Stockholm, but... No, I have to say, this is shockingly nice Yeah. for February, Yeah. you know. And it's uh, it, I thought it was going to be colder than this, because I was here last year ago, mm-hmm. and... You know, and when you're a comedian, you stay up all night. So sometimes I get back home three, four, or five in the morning. Yeah. And when I wake up, I miss the whole fucking sun. Yeah. You know, that's Sweden for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have like a few hours of sun each day. So I could only imagine like Australia must have been awesome. That was great, and and the people are so nice there, and it's, the food is excellent. And you know, that was real. And I know the band loves to go over there and tour as well. Um, so yeah, I have to say Australia was the best place so far. And of course, I mean, I love the States. I have a lot of friends there, travel there all the time. So Next time when you go to uh, Australia, remind me, you need to meet a guy who is a friend of mine, and uh, I interviewed him. I, his, his stage name is uh, Champ Chong, mm-hmm. and he's like the number one guy from Australia promoting video games and stuff like that. Oh, really? Cool. And um, um, 
when the guys who made uh, Grand Theft Auto, mm -hmm. you know, they have a certain X amount of money for budgeting for each different countries. But of course, they put most of the money in USA, obviously bigger mm -hmm. market, and they had you know little money for Australia. But one year, uh, the day before they were releasing the new game, the the downloads for the trailer went just spike in Australia. They couldn't figure out why because Champ. He does all this clever video clip of uh, his commentary on which games are good, which are bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's one of those guys that make games fun. And they started using him when he was 17, like kind of similar to what you did. But mm -hmm. he traveled all over the world for different video game company, reviewing their games and things like that. All and right. that's all he does all the time. Almost so. like that uh, Swedish guy, uh, PewDiePie. The guy has like, Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of like the same thing. I mean, that guy's, you know, he's probably the biggest thing he out is, in the whole yeah, world. Yeah. But um, He's uh, from the same city as the band, by the way, from Gothenburg. So Champ does that. But so if you guys ever go to Australia, you need to meet this guy. I mean, I, I'm 45, so I call him a kid, but he's probably mm -hmm. 21 or 22. But uh, he makes a shitload of money just playing video games, talking about it, and mm -hmm. releasing video clips about talking about, you know, video games, wrestling, music, and things like that. Cool. So, yeah. We'll definitely um, meet up with him. Absolutely. Um. Cool. Um, your daughter's cool. Uh, uh, she's, she's how old? How old is she now? My daughter, she's four now. And, uh, yeah, she's good. Cute kid. Funny. Yeah. Re uh, really funny. I mean, the thing is, she she. Uh, I brought her she, that little whales that made by David Cho. Oh, the Moncos. She, yeah, yeah, she, she loves those. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the thing is, it's it's great because I mean, turning four. You know, it's like now things are about. You know, she starts really remembering things. Yeah. And, she could connect and whatnot. And she, you know, she grew up when I started the business. So yeah. I mean, she's growing up right now, but she, she, she was, you know, she's used to me traveling and whatnot. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like when I went to LA the other day, the other week, she, um, she was like, I told her, well, you know, I'm going to, to America again. Oh, so you're going to New York. Like, <laughs> no, I'm going to LA. Oh, you're going to the sun. Okay, great. Buy me toys. Goodbye. <laughs> so she's like, she's used to it. Um, which is nice, you know. It's good that she. It's it's hard, you know, traveling a lot and not, you know, seeing your kid that much. But, sure. But at the same time, I don't travel half as much as the band does. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, it's it's great, anyways. So uh, what's the plan for the? So you're here. You went to the Swedish Grammys yesterday. I did. And yeah. what's tonight? There's another award show tonight. Yeah, I mean, Grammys, Swedish Grammys were last night. Uh, we were nominated for best heavy metal album mm -hmm. of the year unfortunately we didn't win because at the gates another band great band from gothenburg uh won that which they really deserve by the way mm -hmm. um but tonight we're going to uh, i'm going to the uh, swedish radio show uh, radio award show called bandit rock awards mm -hmm. and inflames is nominated for best album of the year and i think live act and best artist it's, it's like three categories or something I see. So it's going to be good. And uh, hopefully we'll have some awards to show the fans, you know, for show the world later tonight. And, uh, yeah, that's the plan. So uh, it sounds like you want to work for these guys for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, it's, uh, the thing is when you work uh, so closely with a band, it becomes also like a part of your life. You yeah. Know, it's a lifestyle. Um, and... Um, it's great you know they're good guys and um, they still make good music and they as I said they appreciate their fans and they appreciate what they do and what people do for them so it's it's a great uh, great experience and it's a really cool ride so to speak
if you don't mind, make maybe make make maybe next ten fifteen minutes. I just just couple uh, general question about sure. you know Sweden and stuff like that. Absolutely. So like, so, um, uh, so when you were, when you were born, raised in Karlstad, and what, what was it like growing up in that part? You know, it's 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 a nice town. It sounded very quiet. Mm-hmm. And what what was it like? I mean, it's it was. I would say it was like your average average uh small town you know upbringing it you know people by the uh, way you you you, uh you made me laugh mm -hmm. when i got to karlstadt i was there for a couple hours Mm -hmm. because you say i'm going to take you to best japanese restaurant and (laughs) i was ready to punch your face after that (laughs) it was terrible (laughs) but that was the worst part (laughs) that was not the best it was one of i don't know but anyway, so it was uh no, it was great, you know, growing up in in my hometown. It was it is a small town, you know, in in American measurements, it's really small. It's not even yeah. not even a hundred thousand citizens. Um, Which well, it's just crazy to say you have nine million when I'm from California. We probably pushing like forty million or something. Yeah, you know, and um, I have to say, I I I was you know, well, you you been to the states and. Okay, so you've been to New York City, mm-hmm. you've been to LA, and you do see some of the most beautiful women of the whole world, but most of them probably not from LA. They these are like smart, beautiful women that they know that they could cash in mm-hmm. if you show up in New York and LA, right? But average if you're just walking down Stockholm Friday, Saturday night in subways, Jesus Christ, it's <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, you're uh, I mean, you know, um I, I don't know if you're married, but like uh your uh, partner she's a beautiful girl you yeah. know and um yeah i mean i guess you, you're probably used to seeing that because you've seen some beautiful women in la but you've seen some monsters too right <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest there are some some heavy i mean i don't see too many fat swedes really i, I no you know i don't know the, am i, I mean, exaggerating I'm no like, no, you know, no, no, no if you I go mean, central stations uh on stock on friday saturday night yeah. oh my god what is no, you know the thing is like, and and this is something you know a lot of Americans say, of course, like Sweden has the most beautiful women and 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 whatnot, and well, Copenhagen, Oslo, too. Yeah, 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 of course, Scandinavia in general. But I don't know what it is really. You know, we're as you said, we're used to it. Of course, we have you know beautiful women, uh, but well, of course we have that. Sounds a bit, you know, but um, I don't. Well, know I, what mean, it I mean, is. those girls. Okay, even the girls are like considered sex over here. Mm-hmm. In the states, they're probably like eight and a half. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or nine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, I mean, it's I don't know. It's it's just you know we're used to it. So I can't really say why why it is that way. Yeah. You know? But uh, it's I guess that's the genes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the European. I don't know. But I mean, there's beautiful women in America too, and you know, all over the world. So. I, I just guess. Well, you, I mean, for sure, you meet a lot in LA because yeah. that's the smart play. You, you I mean, know? if I just, you know, if I were to guess, so to speak, mm-hmm. why it is, why, you know, people consider Scandinavian women to be the most beautiful or European for that part, maybe it's because, you know, all the advertisement you see, you know, ever since a few, I'd say way back, is, you know, it, They've used a lot of Scandinavian models and whatnot for H&M or like Levi's or whatever commercial that they, you know, people have seen. So maybe the the ideal woman is, you know, 
it, it's something that gets stuck into people's mind when they see all these, you know, beautiful women in sure. lingerie or whatever, and they happen to be Scandinavian, you know, or whatever, and maybe that's... It, it's that's changing, why. you know, it, it's like yeah. when you watch, like, Victoria's Secret, you're starting to see these, like, women who are, like, uh, African-American, or African, for that matter, yeah, or sure. Middle Eastern, or Asian, and whatnot, but... Mm -hmm. um, but you know you've been to Tokyo, sure. and you've seen a lot of billboards and commercials, and you will see tall Scandinavian-looking women for a lot of the ads, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, but that's what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe the reason. Maybe, maybe we're just programmed to think that. Exactly. Way. You know, because there are beautiful women, you know, all over the world, and you know, in Asia, Africa, mm -hmm. whatever, you know, because so maybe it's just uh, it's a norm, so to speak, if that's uh, the correct word for it, uh, like. Oh, uh, not a beautiful woman should look like this, and yeah. then it happens to be a Scandinavian. You know, what if it was the other way around? Maybe you know, let's say Asian women were the you know the one that was probably maybe that's the idea. Of women. Yeah. And so I think we're just programmed to because every everybody's has has their own taste and whatnot. Well, it's just uh, a general general thing might be that. You know, and I, I I forgot the name of the documentary, but these these um, agents travel all over Russia mm -hmm. and like central uh, like Siberia and, and they look for these poor girls and they're they obviously they're Russian but they have similar Scandinavian look which is they're tall they always look for tall skinny young girls with yeah. fair skin you know and um, I think that to be honest I just just uh, I know I'm not that you know into the modeling or the uh, that kind of side of of, um, of the business or mm -hmm. entertainment is but I think it's quite sad at the same time, you know, because they always use nothing wrong with that, you know, long, tall women, skinny women, whatever. But it sets, I know it also, I think it damages a lot of people. You know yeah. what I mean? Because not everyone is, is born tall, skinny, and, you know, whatever perfect measurements they, whatever is considered as perfect measurements. Well, it's but, it's, a, it's an optical reason. Uh, yeah. Because... Close looks better on the tall, skinny figures. Yeah, you know? which I mean, again, I think it's just. I mean, you can't really help. Uh, you, you can't know, put out those fashion clothes. No, you and the can't. Girl, they look like from Precious. You know what I mean? No, and it's just like you can't really. Um, what I'm saying is like you can't really help how you were born. You no, know? no, no. So that's why I think it's like it. That I, I, you know, if I think it was, was it H and M or was it some other that just changed the whole thing and brought in. You know, real women, so to speak, <laughs> like but, you know, women be, with but, curves. But, but, but to me, that's laughable because recently Sports Illustrated just released new 2015 Sports, uh, mm -hmm. Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, right? Mm -hmm. And they they brought this girl, the like plus model or something, mm -hmm. I, and I was like, oh, she's a heavy girl. And look, I mean, I guess if you're comparing to that super skinny supermodel, yeah. I guess she's heavy. Yeah. But to me, she looks like really voluptuous and, and good looking. She's not fat by any means, but in fashion world, she was considered fat. Yeah, I mean, and maybe the, I don't know. As you said, I mean, per, perhaps most you know designers or whatever they call who make clothes, they yeah. they make their clothes based on a certain type of woman or a man, whatever body type. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it would be it's 2015, you know, yeah. and people just need to realize that there we have a lot of. I mean, every. Every human is different, you know. Yeah. You, everyone can't be the same, and it, it's sad, you know, when you read uh, articles like uh, some girls who 
you know, get anorexia, whatever, because they want to be like that certain type of, of when they look a certain way. And that's where some. That's when I have to remind them because I work in in, in porn for a long time. Yeah, and and, and obviously, it's they're looking for different kind of women, right? Of course. <clears throat> so. I think, and you, you know, you you have a daughter, so you probably will deal with something like this down the road. But girls, women have to know the difference between the big difference between being sexy and sexual. Because yeah. when you talk about fashion world, I don't think most guys really give a shit what women look like in fashion world. Um, that's mostly by other women yeah. and gay men <laughs> being in the fashion business. Yeah. Because if you if you look in like internet search for porn, and you know the search engine stuff better than I do, yeah. They, most guys do not look for women who are five foot eleven and one hundred and ten pounds, or what is it, one hundred and eighty two centimeter and you know fifty fifty kilogram or whatever it is. That, no, 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 you know, like that's the, they always look for big fat ass and big tits, or whatever. Yeah, so because you, I think in there's a big di- yeah. difference. Most men prefer sexual part. You know? Yeah, and I mean it's like you know. As I said, everyone's different. Everyone has different tastes, and I mean, if you like skinny, tall women, you know that's you know bless your heart. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But in, uh, at the same time, if you're like you know, what would be considered as an average woman, that's you know fine too. It's just I think that it's it's all about uh, how we're programmed, and this is you know, I don't know. Again, going back to what we started talking about Scandinavian women. I mean, even though. People might think, you know, think or whatever, mm-hmm. and say that we have the most beautiful women, whatnot. Yeah. I mean, we're just like any other country as well. We have all sorts of women, and everyone is, I guess, beautiful in their own way. You know? Yeah, there's a lot of beautiful women here, yeah. but also it's not true. All my friends think everyone in Sweden is blonde and blue eyes. Yeah, that's and, not uh, true. That's not true at <laughs> Sorry, all. Sorry, but that's, that's, not, that's true. not true. You see, in fact, you see a lot of uh, dark hair, sweet. You know? Of course, I mean, it's, it's. I mean, I would say, you know, but that, that's blonde, not. Blue but that's not how they think. I mean, I, I, no, but I've. They al- can't. They don't like some of my dumb friends. Don't know the difference between Sweden and Switzerland. Yeah, I know, and I also heard some stupid shit like oh, Austria and Australia. They yeah, think. and it was like Sweden is not a Sweden. Is someone said is Sweden part of Europe? And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. And some other guy said, you know, it wasn't it wasn't even Jimmy Kimmel that they at, or was it Jay Leno? They had this, uh, you know, Jay walking. Yeah, and they were asking all the questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was something like, so what do you know about Sweden? Oh, I think there's like polar bears going around, walking around the street. It's like what? We, we don't have polar bears. I don't think we have a single polar. Uh, the only polar bear you found in Sweden is at a zoo, and it's like five of them or something. So I mean, Sweden is more like shitloads of forest and a lot of moose and reindeers that's all we have up here you know so and when when i did a couple of show uh am i saying it soon's fall soon's fall yeah. yeah yeah i did a show up there love it you yeah. know it, it, people are real down to earth made me laugh last year because it was a bar and restaurant mm-hmm. but it was it was a taxon based barbecue place mm-hmm. so i was the only american there <laughs> and people dressed up in cowboy outfit it was really cool it, it looked like texas saloon when you walk in there in sweden yeah That's in great. sweden <laughs> and people are so sweet and one of the guy heard me on joe rogan's episode and like he drove like three four hours mm-hmm. and uh yeah people are great here and you know I, I think most people look at my face realize oh he's only visiting i'm not staying here so people are always <laughs> nice they know i'm leaving you know and um and as soon as you leave like what yeah, 
Um, so last year, any major news in Sweden? Uh, I know Swedish Democrats are kind of like the rednecks oh, of this fucking racist piece of shit. Sorry <laughs> to say that, but oh Jesus Christ! I mean, we have this. Uh, How would you describe that party? To the America? party racist. It's like the the most racist people you you would think. I mean, the way they do, and this is just my own opinion, but the thing is, like, they have the same approach historically like the german you know uh socialist parties had whatever in back in the 30s whatever when yeah the nazis yeah yeah came into power because they're like blaming all these you know economic problems economic problems uh you know immigrants whatever they they, they just try to pinpoint just like the, they did you know back in the 20s 30s like oh uh we don't have any jobs in sweden oh you know money blah 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 issues and it's all because of the immigrants yeah, and that's not true. You know, it's like Sweden is. Yes, we are a very open country, but and we do accept immigrants into the country, but we do it because we want to help people. Yeah, and it doesn't harm us. So it's just like these guys are trying to. They're focusing on like the elderly people. Yeah, and they're focusing on you know just unemployed people, whatever. I mean, they're pretty much saying like everything that goes wrong in Sweden is because of immigrants. Yeah. But to be fair, this is not only Sweden either. There's all over the world. Oh, of course not. You know, they had a big thing in Dresden in Germany where they had a uh, thing against Muslims and there's yeah. shit going on in Japan about all the different kinds of Asian people living in Japan and yeah. we have the fucking Tea Party in the States complaining about Mexicans yeah. and you know, everywhere you go, whenever things are going bad, they, they have to have a scapegoat, yeah. and that's the thing. I mean, but this this party, Swedish Democrats, I mean, basically they they have this, you know, approach to people like, oh, we're the only nationalist party in Sweden, and we uh, only, we we look after our elderly, and yeah. they make up this stupid fucking uh, figures. Like they really make made them up. It's like, oh. This is how much money we've lost for, uh, because we've yeah. took it, taken in so many immigrants. And this is the kind of money that could have went to healthcare for elderly. Or, or I mean, they even you know do stupid stuff. Like they they find like one elderly woman somewhere in deep, deep Sweden, buried somewhere. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this woman, she lives at an elderly care home. And she didn't get any, uh, I don't know, any cheese on her morning sandwich, blah, blah, blah. For, for breakfast and that's all because of the immigrants they can't even afford cheese ah oh, you know and they start a fucking riot yeah. over that and the thing is this party as well it's so it's so i don't know they they're really good they're good at marketing themselves yeah but you know what they do which is really you know just like we talked about with miley cyrus for instance mm-hmm. like the whole uh, hot and cold treatment like what they do but by the way miley cyrus like immigrants <laughs> yeah exactly that's a big difference no but th- th- what they do is like they've had all these scandals i mean i think this party it has had the most dropouts in the shortest period yeah. of time uh, like politicians that just you know stopped or whatever got kicked out because all these scandals like there was you know they make this really racist thing they you know they claim in in the press or it leaks out to the press, whatever. Yeah. Like we even had one of the top guys in in the uh, Swedish Democrats, him and two other guys, they met with a Swedish uh, comedian after night on, on the town. Uh, do you know Soran? Soran Ismail? No. Uh, oh, yeah. Soran, yeah. yeah. Not they, personally. But no, but you, you know who he is. Yeah. Right? yeah. They met him, uh, I think it was... McDonald's I might be, or something? Yeah, like? yeah, exactly. I was at McDonald's. And they got fist fight. 
and both uh, both yeah. side a different story, but they had a, somebody filmed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they filmed it. And the, the, these Swedish Democrats, they told Soren like, you know, because Soren he, he is a Swedish citizen. You know, yeah. he's no matter where his parents come from, he, he's Swedish, Swedes, just yeah. like me, like I am. But anyway, they were like telling him this stupid shit, like this is it's not your country. Get the fuck out, blah blah yeah. blah. And he was like, you know, being very calm and like, you know, the way he is. I don't know him personally, yeah. but but. But you know, he just took it the right way, and then, as I said, the, as you said, they filmed it, and this same guy, this, it was really because he, the, the, their version of story was not same as the video clip. Of later course on. not. Yeah. They lied their ass off, and then when the clip came out, there was, I mean, one of the guys, funny enough, the the one who was the most outspoken of the three. Did he work for the government or something? Yeah, of course he was. Yeah. He wasn't in, in the Swedish uh, parliament. Yeah. But the thing is, he then got kicked out or he took a leave of you know he left his mm -hmm. position whatever and him being so fucking racist saying like oh this is my country or not then he moved to fucking hungary he did yeah which is really funny because he moves to another country but why, why, why did he move because i think he moved there for he said for personal reasons i can't remember <laughs> it started you know yeah. it's so dumb it's like oh i'm swedish i love my country and we should take care of our own. So I moved to another country. Well, now he's the fucking immigrant. Yeah. They should throw his ass out if that's the case, you know. But and also in this video, they had this big fucking iron pipes that they were, you know, chasing. They wanted to chase Soren with whatever. Yeah. like. And they uh, they called a, a bystander who said who I think intervened when they were you know arguing or whatever yeah. with Soren. They called our fucking whore and shit. Yeah. And the funny thing is one of those guys still works within the Swedish Democrat Party. Yeah. His name is Kent Ekroth or something like that. And it's Man, you're you're a hundred percent dead on because I interviewed one of the per, uh Persian uh, his Swedish uh, yeah. comic Brad's I could never say his name right, but he your story is hundred percent exactly the way he was saying. Yeah. And you know uh, it's it's just I mean the, the, what I'm saying is yeah. like as you said, they're good at PR and marketing. Yes, they are, but it's really fucking bad because then they take these scandals and the Swedish newspapers, yeah. of course, give them space, uh, yeah. headlines and whatnot. And what they do, which is I don't think a lot of people realize, is that they use the fact that they became become sort of an underdog. You yeah. know what I mean? Because like, oh, yes, we, but we only told the truth. And, you know, it's uh, Swedish fucking uh, have, trying to be politically politically correct, correct yeah. whatever and we're nobody listens to us about you know poor me poor me that's the kind of attitude they have and then of course they get followers because people then you know and, and again they always they push on this like unemployment and yeah. they try to have the scapegoat thing um but what it really is is like they're just manipulating people yeah you know all these scandals and then they you know they grow in popularity just because they're an on they pretend to be an underdog but you know Basically, and hopefully, they will get out of parliament as soon as possible because no one really likes <coughs> likes them. And the ones who do, I sincerely, I mean, I don't judge people in by that. You know, you can support whatever party you need, but it's just I do hope that someday the people who follow this party realize that the, the they're they, maybe misguided. They they be they are misguided, and they're using the same kind of politics as the Nazi parties did back you know in the day in Germany I have to say um, maybe this is a terrible thing to say but they made me laugh because one of the ads that they had uh -huh. a commercial I don't remember I think it was ad where 
uh, Swedish Democrats are presenting all the Swedish people like the elves from Lord of the Rings, uh, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, you know, elves, right? Mm -hmm. And all the immigrants are like orcs <laughs> trying to invade the Middle uh, Earth. <laughs> yeah, and it had some stupid stuff like that. And it, that's just, I mean, that pretty much tells you where they stand. I, I, my impression Sweden is like people are wonderful here. They take care of their people really hard. I'm sure like any other country there's a mm -hmm. problem, but you guys do a tremendous job taking care of people. And I think the situation will get better if, if the white Swedes feel comfortable talking about things that they don't like. And I think they're a legitimate complaint because I think, you know, if I was a white Swedish person, if I see immigrant, we give them an opportunity to come here. And if there's some of them come here and they're not trying, then I would have a problem. Yeah. And if they're not trying to learn the language, then I would have a problem too. No, I get, and I, get, I think people sometimes people are afraid to talk about that because they don't want to be seen as racist because I think, I've done plenty of show where yeah. if I, whenever I do racial jokes, mm -hmm. some of the Swedes get really nervous laughing, you know? So I yeah. understand it's not easy being a white person when it comes to stuff like that. No, but that's just the thing, you know, because uh, a Swedish, exa that's exactly the thing because a Swedish person is, to me, a Swede is not you know, white. Yeah. A Swede could be well, even white. Well, in, in, in Italy, you have to be white to be Italian. Yeah, that's just <laughs> stupid. But I mean, you could be white, brown, yellow, yeah. whatever you want to call it. You're still a human. So yeah. it's just that I, I don't really understand, you know, why. I mean, as you said, some people don't want to learn the language. Maybe they, I mean, I think every person has, a, has their own story. You yeah. know what I mean? And, you know, coming to a new country, you know, just if we just would have, how should I say it, flipped flip it you know let's say sweden was you know invaded or we uh, you have to leave you have to leave sweden yeah, yeah 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 let's say you know 9 million swedes had to you know escape their own home country yeah. leave and then going to syria or iraq or pakistan whatever and then we have to learn a new language you know and, we have to adapt to new social and that will be very very tough exactly yeah. so who are we to judge these people you know uh I, I, and speaking of, I know also a lot of stupid stuff that the social dem democrats are saying, like, um, oh, the immigrants just come here and they take our jobs and they rape and they steal and they do whatnot. Well, funny enough, there's actually statistics that there's more Swedes in, you know, committing these crimes than immigrants. It's just that the only reason why when an immigrant gets caught or whatever or do a crime, it makes news, right? Exactly, yeah. and it's so it's so it's just propaganda and just like a lot of people think Asians are bad drivers, but yeah. when white people drive really badly, it yeah. doesn't make a news. But when you're Asian, um, I mean, I I, I, I don't think <laughs> maybe that, a bad example. I mean, we're as I said, we're all humans. No yeah. matter where you come from, it, it's not in your DNA. Like, oh, you're from Africa and you're terrible at this, or oh, you're a Swede and you're terrible at that, or you're from Finland yeah. or whatever. It's it's personality. I mean, it, or like who you are as a person. Sure. You know, the ones who commit crimes. It could be a Swede. It could be an Arab. Could They're be just a bad person. A, not an Arab. Oh, desperate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so it's just you know, it's it's a social construction, and it's just. Um, I don't think that anyone should be judged by by where they come from. It's yeah. if you're going to judge someone, do it by their behavior. Exactly. You know, and so that's why I don't really, I. You know, saying like, "Oh, the immigrants come here and take our jobs." It's like, yeah. well, what job have they taken from you? Yeah. Did you apply for that job? And then, you know, do you know that they took your job? No, you don't. Yeah. It's just some made-up story that it's like again the scapegoat thing. Yeah. They want to blame someone for them not succeeding, which is, you know, it's really selfish and it's really mean towards people who doesn't deserve it. Yeah. Because. 
And, you know, because you I, know. I, I, I was still, I was trying to remind people that never gone to another country. Mm -hmm. uh, I wish they could empathize with how difficult to leave your own country to exactly. another country. You know, desperate circumstance. So. Yeah. And, but, and I mean, you have people as well, you know, people, especially poor, poor people who has to escape yeah. from this, you know, Iraq, you know, the war or Afghanistan or whatnot. Um, I mean, they have seen so much that, you know, fortunate, I, I say fortunate as in, I mean, we're a bit spoiled in Sweden because we have, you know, as I said, the standards here that we have. It's such know. a high standard, low yeah, crime. Yeah, but just imagine, you know, seeing, you know, what they've seen, you know, maybe their neighbor being blown up or like their sister getting killed, you know, in front of their eyes or like yeah. whatever. I mean, there's such a horrible things that these people might have experienced. And, you know, then just imagine they come, they come, you know, they flee their own country. They come here hoping for some sort of, you know, sanctuary. Yeah. And then we, you know, people in our country just tell them like oh you're black or you're a muslim you're whatever you're not welcome here and like what the hell did i do and just imagine what they have been through yeah coming to the you know prior so but once once again it's such a small percentage of swedes who does that and it is you know, you it know is. it's it's always like the dumbest guy making the loudest noise that get the yeah. uh, uh everyone's attention but uh, my my feelings like vast majority of Swedes are not like that at all. That's true because uh, yeah. the, th the things we have. I mean, I think most Swedes seems a little shy to me. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you should just see. You know, even if we do have this stupid party in in Sweden, I mean, you should see the kind of demonstrations. Yeah. Well, the demonstrations. I mean, people who are against them. I mean, they're being. Well, I mean, in the recently and, Oslo, they had uh, all the Muslims living in Oslo went to the synagogue and, and made a big circle supporting the Jews. So, yeah, that's great. Um, and you know, um, I I don't know when was the last time you had issues like that, but um, you know, recently Denmark had to hold the cartoonists and yeah. Paris and things like that. So you know, I mean, um, the, and the, the thing is, you know, I think that. I'm not that I don't have that much knowledge I can't really say I mean everything I'm saying right now is basically my own opinion about yeah. things but I'm, I'm more as I said I have more faith in hum humanity than that but um, that's why I, I, I always thought whenever you're visiting the states you feel so comfortable with yeah. different kinds of people you know yeah I mean yeah. I, I, I mean that's I think that's key you know if you want to again going back to you know being humble making it working hard whatever you have to you have to understand all kinds of people. You yeah, know? you have to understand or at least empathize with people. You know, you can't judge anyone. You know, like that. I mean, I to be honest, I mean, I as I said, I'm a very young guy. As you said, I look like I'm 14. <laughs> and the thing, I is, mean, the tattoo giveaway. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, I got a lot of tattoos and shit. But the thing is, like, I even even I, you know, meet people in the music industry who, I mean, I work for a very famous band. And all that, and I meet people, you know, walking into meetings like, "Oh, uh, where's your dad?" Yeah. You know, I'm 28, <laughs> and I, I I work and manage for a band that's like one of the biggest bands yeah. ever within heavy metal music. Well, I, I so, it, it, was, it was really funny because uh, like a second to last time I saw you, I drove you right after I picked you at the airport straight uh, sure. to that record, and one of the person kind of like was kind of startled because I think they were probably expecting somebody in like 50s or something. Yeah, of course, know? because yeah. I mean, prior to that, I, you know, I mean, they've been talking to me over the phone or they've been emailing with me and they say like, oh, you know, blah, 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 because I have the knowledge and, you know, I know what to say, <laughs> yeah. whatnot. And then when they meet me, it's like, well, ooh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, I it, that's also a new, a new message to whoever, you know, want to make it. It's like, don't ever feel like, 
you, you know, even if you are, as I said, I'm 28, yeah. you know, just because I'm 28 doesn't mean I can't do the job. Sure. That's like the thing. And as I said, I don't, you're not, I, I wasn't. There's no question about that. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's like, you don't need, you don't need, um, you don't need to uh, be, you know, well connected within the music industry to make. You just it gotta work hard. Yeah, work hard. Talk to people. Be humble. I mean, as I said, probably eight million times this podcast, but be humble and don't ever, you know, uh, judge people. Like always, try to make contacts. That's what's gonna help you in the end, you know. Well, thanks for doing it, uh, Andreas. And my friend's kid, William Chen, will contact you. And I, sure. I really want him to do do internship and living in uh, Sweden because. What, you know, if you if you grow up in Midwest in America, mm-hmm. what a exciting thing to work summer in Sweden and get some work experience. And uh, yeah, thanks, Paul. So uh, first, uh, what's what's your contact information so like they could follow your Twitter account or something? Uh, I don't really use Twitter that much to be honest. So I'm really not that official. But if they want to know more about In Flames, they can of course check yeah. out In Flames on Facebook. Uh, they also have a Twitter account, Inflames underscore uh, SWE. So, you know, if people want to find out more about Inflames and see the work I do, just follow Inflames pretty much. So follow them, uh, the Twitter account, Facebook. Do, do they have an Instagram account? We too? have Instagram as well, and that's Inflames underscore official. Okay, so three places. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you guys are performing in the States again? Uh, They're actually in the States right now. And oh, they are? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, they just did a show in Salt Lake City. So, and they're going to. Oh, my God. They're, they're in Mormon Town? They're in Mormon Town. <laughs> and they're going to they're gonna perform. Um, actually, they have a very extensive tour in America right now. So, we're going to be in America pretty much all the way up to May. And, uh, I mean, as I said, it is Salt Lake City. Today, they're in Santa Cruz. No, wow. sorry. Yeah, no, Friday. They're in, it's what is it? Yeah, tomorrow Friday. They're in Santa Cruz. They do uh, you know Sacramento, Spokane, Boise, Seattle. Even go up to Canada. Do all the radio festivals. So if well, you're well, if you're well, in America, you definitely can get a chance to see them. So. Yeah. Um. When are when are they performing Sacramento? Sacramento. Oh, let me see. I actually have the tour dates right here. Uh, there. Because are. my friend Hunter Moore lives in Sacramento. Oh yeah. Uh, where is Sacramento? Hunter, I'm gonna call you. Uh, when I get back, I'm first, releasing this March, episode. the first of March. Oh, that's Sunday. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I'm releasing this March second, which is next Monday, and I'm leaving next Monday to the states. So um, uh, I'll contact him sure. and uh, see maybe he could come and see you guys. But well, Andreas, thanks for doing it. I'm uh, I'm happy for you. Great band. I've seen you know, like I said, I'm not really good with music, but I've seen the uh, music video. Tremendous showmanship. I mean, they. They look like fucking athletes, man. The way they're, uh, you know, playing the musical instrument, they're just singing their hearts out, and yeah. uh, much success. And um, uh, sound like a great guys. And yeah, uh, hopefully uh, I'll see you again in states. Cool. Um, all right, thanks for thanks doing for having me, Joshi. And uh, good luck, Hunter. Uh, I will call you in a couple of days. And uh, guys, thanks for listening to the show, and talk to you guys soon. Peace.